Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you for honoring us coming on out and letting us uh, broadcast, come across your airwaves. And we're just glad to be part of your community. I, you know, Stephanie, I'm always excited that there's people around this world that take the time to listen to us. And I don't know about you, but I, I try to be ready. I try to be relevant. I try not to be too goofy. It's hard. You know, I, I hold back some of my goofiness. How about you, Stephanie? Oh, uh, yeah. Holding back goofiness in our house. Yeah. That's just a lost cause. I mean, I've got Joseph. Yeah, so, well, that's right. That's and right. And it's like, yeah, a younger version of you around all Joe, the time, whose so. birthday's so Joe sent me a text message asking me what I'm getting him for his birthday. So oh, he I, did not. Yeah, so oh, here's what I'm doing. Now, don't bring this up to him, and because if you do, you'll ruin it. I'm, I'm giving him the quiet oh, session right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering him. It's probably uh, freaking him out. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely freaking out right now, and uh, and and that's what this is all about—the freaking out mode. And uh, I know, folks, we're in Proverbs talking about not freaking people out, but it's okay when you freak out one of your kids. It's it's expected, you know. And Joe and Joe deserves any freak out he gets. Yeah, so. yeah. And and Joe keeps on getting older, and in his words, he keeps on getting better looking. And, yes, uh, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. Joe's, and, and you know, honestly, Joe's a good looking kid. It's a, uh, it's sad that he knows it, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but, but that's Joe. So, uh, folks, we, we, you know, we continue on. One of the things we've been talking about every day now is we talk about a characteristic or something that people suffer from who have PTSD and, and, you know, Stephanie, we're not immune to nightmares. Uh, we're not yeah. immune to that type of thing or immune. We've, uh, I wish we had immunity for that, but, uh, you know, nightmares yeah, are vaccine. real. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie had a weird one, I guess about me dying or something a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Oh. Did you play the piano at my funeral? Uh, that's, that's the only no, thing. See, see, it was one of those dreams where I'm not going to give the details because there's a certain, because, you know, oh. it's weird. We talked about this, how your dreams, your nightmares, and it's never, you know, Charles being re-killed. It's other people I love being killed. But anyways, there was too much tied in. It was similar, so I won't get into it. But all that to say, this is the first dream. I mean, I had Debbie with me, which is probably why I didn't run and hide, because normally that's what I do in my dreams. But in this dream, Debbie and I went and tracked down the person that had messed with you. So Did you take them it out? It ended very different. We did. Did yeah. you know the person? No. Oh, thank no. God. Because I might have had to go visit somebody. I don't know. <laughs> I'm only joking, folks. Now, I told you to be kinder and gentler out there. And uh, wow, we would have had to take but, them out. Yeah. 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 No, I have the freakiest dreams sometimes. Oh, me too. I had a dream on a plane one time. You sit next to a couple of people and I mean, you're out there and I'm, you know, I'm chasing criminals down the street and taking shots at them. And they woke me up. <laughs> 
And said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I was just having a good battle and I was getting ready to win. Why did you wake me up, man? But, but some nightmares aren't that good. Some, some nightmares, you're not on the winning side. Uh, but, but dreams and yeah. nightmares, they're real flashbacks and all those different yeah. things. And, uh, but God reminds us in Proverbs three twenty four something we covered not too long ago, just a month or two ago here on this podcast, when thou liest down, thou shall not be afraid. Yea, and thou shall lay down in thy sleep shall be sweet. I will both in, in Psalm four, eight, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep in the Lord only makes me dwell in safety. It's about going to him. And, and, you know, Stephanie, we talked about that, applying the blood of Christ on us every single night. And I find what helps me that is if I read Bible verses, if I pray Bible verses, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of that easy for me, thank God, if I remember, but my mind gets so busy and, you know, I get so tired and sometimes you feel overworked. But if I remember if I remember to pray verses and, and to seek God and to trust in him, it seems like I have a good night's sleep. If I can do yeah. those, if I remember to do those things, you know, sometimes life is, man, it's seven o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And and I know well, for you being a single mom, you're like the store, you're seven eleven man, every single day. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way, but those, those hours are very accurate. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it is true though, that, um, having scripture in your heart and mind, um, in the morning helps you having it when you go to bed, it helps you. Um, and even, you know, if you have one verse that the Lord gives you and, and I think for me anyway, th- this whole subject is cyclic. It's not an all the time yeah. thing. Um, I was in a really bad spurt, you know, with, um, the funeral and everything, um, dealing with a lot of flashbacks and nightmares, honestly, that I didn't, I didn't realize I was going to struggle with that. Um, so sometimes they're cyclic. Sometimes it just takes the right trigger to set off a, you know, maybe a few nights of them and, you know, having, having scripture that when you wake up, you can go to scripture you can turn on music. I highly, highly recommend music if you are struggling with flashbacks and nightmares. For me, that's huge to bring me out of them. Sometimes I can't think. Sometimes they're too overwhelming. They're too powerful. They're too real yeah. that I can't snap out of them enough even to read my Bible. And that doesn't mean I'm not trying to. It just is sometimes there's a wall there that you can't get past. And I'm sure you've experienced that where it's just like, it puts you into a fog or just messes you up. And so songs for me anyway, are a huge, are a huge, um, part of a huge tool that God's given me to be able, I can turn on a song and I can listen and God will use that to calm my heart. He will use where I'm not having to verbalize anything, but in my, my heart is verbalizing it. If that makes sense, where my heart is going along with the song and God uses it to bring me up out of that miry clay and get me back on a rock. Yeah. Um, so that I can move on. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it's at with, you know, singing Psalms, singing songs, uh, Bible version, you know, Bible verses. I, I think that's there. And, uh, and, and folks apply the blood of Christ. Remember, you know, that, uh, they were putting the blood on the doorpost and on the rails and, and he'll pass over us. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, we're God's people. We got to apply that blood to ourselves. And, uh, boy, God can do yeah. that. He can, he can take care of it and, and sorry to bring it. You know, I just felt bad that I called Stephanie Seven Eleven. So I don't want to hear any of you doing that. <laughs> 
if I hear anybody calling Stephanie Seven Eleven, I'm going to be mad. And uh, I'm not upset about it. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to be saying, "Hey, where's Seven Eleven? Is she is she with you guys?" Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, maybe at some point it'll be an endearing term. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, praise God. And it says, the, the rest, so we're over here in Proverbs chapter 16 as we move along. I but, messed up. I laugh at things that aren't funny at all, but you know. I do too. I, and I laugh a lot, you know, and I, I, I try to talk it down. Sometimes I laugh when things are sad or it's a, something weird's going on, you know. I, I'm, I go between laughing and crying pretty regularly at church. You know, I'll laugh, I'll cry, I'll cry, I'll laugh. Sometimes I'll see someone else laughing, I'll cry, and then vice versa. It's just all messed up. And, uh, you know, my brain is not perfect. And, uh, you guys, anybody who listens to this knows that. But uh, here we are. We're in Proverbs 16. We're in verse number 14, and it says, The wrath of the king is as messengers of death, but a wise will pacify it. And, uh, uh, when it, when a King or a president or anyone in authority is angry, that reaction can bring death. I mean, it can start wars. Yeah. It can scare people. It can, it can yeah. mess people up. Uh, but wisdom, you know, the other side of that can, can be the right thing, you know, doing things at the right time. You got to admit though, when we get angry, we can, we get knee jerk reactions where, you know, we can, man, start a world war and a house war within our house or something. Yeah. And, um, but you know, that wise man, that wise woman, they'll, they'll know how to appease, you know, the wrath of Kings, how to bring things together, how to work things out properly and smoothly. And I, I think kind of, that's what it's talking about there, Stephanie. I don't know. What do you see? No, I think you're, <clears throat> I think you're spot on. Sorry. My kids have been fighting colds. I've been doing so good to avoid them. And today I feel like I'm like, I'm struggling with it. Um, I think you're spot on. And I loved how you brought in the, the idea of, of a home setting. Um, and this can be in a work setting. This can be in a church setting. This can be, you know, between any, any relationship. Yeah. But our words, you know, our tongue is like in, in James, um, our tongue is, is called a little member, but it can, it can start fires, you know, it can, uh, how behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. Um, and that's talking about our tongue and is our tongue. Um, let's see, how specific do I get here? I have heard statements said throughout my life, um, through, through about a decade, little over a decade span of life. I heard, I heard a mouth utter statements that made my, that I have very straight hair and it made my hair curl. And so I, I use that analogy to say, that's how awful it was. That's how messed up it was. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you make statements, um, that someone in one case maybe deserves to be stoned to death because they didn't do what you said, when oh. you make a statement like that, your tongue has become a messenger of death. Yeah. When you make statements, um, you know, I, I think verbal abuse comes into play massively here. Emotional, mental abuse, this, the, that all starts with the tongue. It all starts with words being messengers of death. And I see here in the second half of this verse, it says a wise man will pacify it. So in other words, a fool 
uses his tongue as a messenger of death. That's what a fool does with his tongue. A wise man incorporates the principle that we've already talked about that was beginning um, Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turneth away wrath. A wise man will use a soft answer. A wise man uses his tongue as a, as a messenger of peace, as a messenger of life. And when I look at the life of Christ, the only time that his tongue was what you could call a messenger of death was when he was addressing and rebuking fools, when he was addressing and rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the hypocrites, and he called them out for what they were and called them out um, to use Bible terms. He just plain out told them that they were whited sepulchers, in other words, graves that were made to look pretty, full of dead men's bones. Okay, that's that's a very much a death-like statement, but that's the only time Jesus used those kinds of statements was when he was addressing the proud, the hypocrites. That's when Jesus used strong words. In, in the cases when he was working with people and showering his love and kindness and mercy and truth all combined into one, he was using words of peace. He was using words of life. Yeah. And so we, we have wisdom Jesus Christ is wisdom. We have wisdom himself showing us what this looks like, where his words were words that pacified. They were words of peace. They were words of life. They were words of love. And so this is, this is a powerful verse. There's a lot packed in here. There is. And, and it, and it just continues on there in 15. And, and so you understand the King and, uh, what the wrath can be like, what those terrible things can be like. And then you get down to in the light of the King's continence, his life, and in his favor is the cloud of the inner, of the latter rain. And, and you know, you see that. And just to, just to get that smile from the president or just to get that favorability from someone in a leadership position, just to, just to know you made that person happy, just to, I mean, it, it means so much. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here is, you know, this verse is talking about that smile, how, how that smile, can, you know, how a king's face can – can give you, you know, the light behind it, make you feel so good about yourself and how his favor, you know, when you're going through bad times and we've seen that this is a verse that I remember reading through history and presidents that weren't necessarily born again Christians, or I don't even know what they were. Uh, but I remember this is a verse that, that, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, you know, kept on his desk. He was always smiling. Even the speeches during world war two, after terrible things, he would give you a smile and encourage you. And, and when those later storms came, everybody said, you know, his great communication, the way he told people, the way he encouraged people, got people through. And I think life can be like that. I think, you know, the smile of a mom or dad when mm. uh, can really change things. And even when you're going through some tough, you know, kids go through tough things. You know, people mm-hmm. try to view children as, you know, not really uh, being all tuned in. And they're so goofy that way. You know, they're just the, yeah. these little human beings that are turning into adults more and more every day. And, and uh, you know, what we share with them and the way we work is going to help them. And, mm. and, and yeah. sharing the light of Christ, having it show through us and come through our mm-hmm. faces. And, boy, mm-hmm. it can get us through bad times. Yeah. Sorry, I caught you caught me in the middle of a yawn. I was like, come on, yawn, get out of the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It made me yawn. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 
it's really bad when the yawn can cross through the phone. Um, No, I I think there's so much power in our countenance. And um, this is something that um, a lady that I respect and look up to as a mother, um, I'm not going to give her name just because I'm not, but um, she she has, she said example for me in my early years um, as a mother, I would watch um, interviews with her and things and I was drawn, I would, there was a magnetic pull to her particularly um, because whenever I, whenever I saw her speak, there was, there was a something real there and there was something in her countenance that, that drew me to her because there was a real, a real, uh, I don't want to say a realness because that's not a word, but she was genuine and her countenance had life in it. And I've spoken, I, I've only met her once and that was briefly, but I've spoken um, to another lady who's good friends with her. And she's told me that lady, she radiates God. Any good in her family has come because she radiates the Lord. There is, she is real. It is the real deal. And it shines through her countenance. And it has challenged me as a mother so often does my countenance tell my children I love them? Does my countenance tell my children and others? Um, but it has to start with my kids because if my kids don't see it, then it's a fraud anywhere else. Right. Um, and so, because what, what we are at home is the real us. And so, do they see Jesus in my countenance? Do they see who he is in my countenance? Do they see joy? And that mean, doesn't mean mom doesn't have panic attacks. That doesn't mean any of that. And they know that. They know mom's messed up. Um, but do they see Jesus in me? Do they see me going to him? Does my countenance say, let's pray together about this before we completely break out? Um, or do what does my countenance tell them? Does it give them life or does it give them death? Do they see anger? Do they see bitterness? Do they see um, vengeance? Do they see, What do they see? Because that is that is who we are. Our countenance is our light to who, you know, it's the light to those around us of who we are inside. And so this is, this is a very sobering verse from that perspective, but it's also encouraging because when somebody tells you, you know, I saw Jesus in your countenance today, praise the Lord, praise God that, that he's shining through because that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's exactly what it's all about. And, and, and I think that's more than covered just let people see Christ through you today. Uh, smile that smile that only grace can give you. Smile that smile that mm. only somebody who knows Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior can do. Give that warm look to that coworker who's hurting a little bit. You know, give that cup of coffee to that person. Just go out of your way to make a difference. Mm. And boy, God will use that. And how much better it tells us in verse number sixteen is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than to be chosen than silver? And uh, you know, again, comparing riches. Uh, comparing riches to wisdom, and, and, and God's just been very clear. Wisdom is so much more expensive. Wisdom is of so much more value uh, than any gold you can get, than any money you can get, than anything you can pursue in your life. Uh, mm. is, it's so much um, more valuable. So wisdom, folks, just being here in the book of Proverbs, that's what this is all about. This should be our, our verse for this entire study. How much, you know, how mm. much better is it? Think about that for a minute. How much better, better is it to get wisdom than of gold 
and to get understanding rather than to be chosen, uh, chosen than silver. And, and, you know, we should make our main pursuit in life to gain wisdom and understanding. We get that through the mm. fear of the Lord. It has so much more value than gold and silver. Um, you know, wisdom and, and, and gold, they're incompatible. Uh, you can't measure them against each other. You can have both, but be reminded that wisdom's the most important thing and that wisdom's the most valuable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, There's it, it's priceless. You cannot... Um, you know, we view gold as it's the standard, right? It's, it's, it's right up there, gold and silver. Um, my kids are into collecting coins. That's become a hobby for, um, two of my, two of my boys in particular, they just love it. And all of the boys are, you know, it's, it's, it is a cool thing, you know, to have, to, to look into what real silver is. Gold is out of our price range completely, but you know, they, they just like researching it. They just, because those are the top of the line, right? That's, that's what, real money is. Yeah. And to understand that that's to our, in, in earthly terms, that's as good as it gets. We think of Solomon, you know, the richest man in the world, the wisest man in the world. And he says the wisdom, there is no comparison. It's so much better to have wisdom and understanding than gold and silver. And so in other words, have God's live by God's economy more than this world. You know, if you have all the gold and silver of the and silver in the world, and you're a fool, and you end up going to hell, what did it profit you to have gold and silver? It profited you absolutely nothing. How much better to have the fear of the Lord and understanding of who He is, and that fear of God that that someday when you get to heaven will lead to Jesus Christ saying to you, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Yeah. That's that's what we should be living for. Boy, that's pretty great, and that's where it's at, folks. I mean, where's your head at? Where's your heart at today? And uh, what's your treasure? And your treasure should be God and wisdom and those types of things. And, you know, Stephanie, we started out today talking about the characteristics that we suffer from with PTSD. And today we chose nightmares and we talked about how we deal with those. And you talked about some mm-hmm. of yours and, and uh, we talked about how God can help us in them. When thou liest down, thou shall not be afraid. Yea, thou shall lie down and sleep shall be sweet. And, and folks, apply God to you before you go to bed at night. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It tells us over there in James 4, 7. Submit yourself to God when you go to bed. Pray. Pray when you wake up. Pray when you go to bed. Quote verses. Pray in Bible verses. And, boy, God uh, God just loves that when we share his word uh, into our heart and back with him and and uh, apply that tonight apply that we're praying for you we sure do love you folks we hope you have a great day please listen to every word brother eric's going to tell you about salvation remember to write this date down may 29th 2022 1700 hours eastern time 5 p.m morningside baptist church greenville south carolina the world premiere of helpful wounded spirits you don't want to miss it uh we're going to try to live stream it as well Uh, We certainly hope you're doing great. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, 
there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.